We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional this episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors tickets for less they're a homegrown kansas city ticket company selling sporting event and concert tickets worldwide they want to see our podcast grow and we certainly want to see their company grow so if you're buying tickets for march madness or any other ku games on the schedule go use tickets for less they hooked us up with a discount code that you can use on their website use the promo code ain't no seats to get a discount on your tickets Head football coach of the University of Kansas Jayhawks, Coach Les And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right, what's good? Welcome back. Episode... Dude, I don't even know. I've lost count. 10? 11? 10. I think it's 10. 10. 10. Wow, 10. We made it 10 episodes without getting bullied off the internet or anything like that. Um, so shout out to us. Uh, man, what's good, B-Turn? How you doing? Good, folks. Streak's still alive. We split two of the biggest games of the year, but we kind of said Tech was not really a must win. Like, <laughs> we needed to win, but we just had to make sure we went on Monday to because K-State would have been up. Yeah. What, three games on us? Yeah, I mean, we, we said if we went one and one, it couldn't be with a win at Tech and then a loss to K-State. We had to win the K-State game regardless. Obviously, an absolute roller coaster of a week. We called it the biggest week in streak history, uh, and it got off to an absolute disastrous start. We weren't ever in the Tech game no. for not even ten. Did they hit a three first possession? Like, I feel like we literally – we're never in the game. I think they hit a three. Diedrich got a foul. And from there, it was just completely downhill. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a ton of takes on that game. Do we really want to put our listeners through talking about that awful game? 
We can basically just say they didn't miss a shot the whole game. They just made it. They would have beat every team in the country that night. Yeah. I mean, scored 90 points. We were, we were shooting 53% at one point in the first half, and we were down 17 points. Yeah. It is absurd. It felt a lot like Villanova, but even more fluky because Villanova was one of the more efficient offenses in years. Um, so them yeah, doing that. I mean, Nova was just stacked with NBA yeah. players. Texas Tech has Jarrett Culver and then... Just there was random dudes hitting Brandon Francis or whatever hit some threes and if they put up if Tech puts up ninety on you they're gonna beat you they're yeah, the best they're gonna beat team you in the country because they don't give up seventy points hardly ever that's why at halftime it was twenty five and I was like trying to get my hopes up but then I'm like no there's yeah. no, we can't there, we won't even score seventy points no I I tweeted when we were down fourteen I said ah it's a fluky start we can still make a little comeback here but once Tech gets you down twenty. You're toast. They play way too good a defense. They're too well. Like, Beard's a great coach. They're not blowing 20-point leads at home. So, at that point, I was like, let's rest Diedrich. Let's yep. rest Dot. Let's get these guys ready for Monday. And, you know, we pretty much did. We never got the lead under 20 the rest of the whole, whole no. second half. So, and then, obviously, we, we pretty much sat the guys even the final s- 10, I'd say. Yeah, second half, we came out scoring. And yeah. it just – we never cut the deficit really, and it stayed around twenty the rest of the game. But it does remind you of the Nova game that you're just sitting there watching, like they can't continue to hit shots like this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, Nova's different, so I think Tech will cool down a little bit. Like they have to cool down, right? And then they put up ninety one. They was literally it didn't ever cool down. They were banking threes in the second half. It was absurd. Um, I'm pretty sure every KU loss ever has involved a bank three. And they banked it twice, which just kind of showed how awful of a night. But grand scheme of things, like if you tell us before the year we lose at Tech, we're probably saying, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They're yeah, they really were good team, so. coming off of – they almost made the Final Four last year. They yeah. have a great coach. They've been ranked the whole year. You knew coming in that's going to be one of the toughest games on the schedule. It just kind of sucked that we put ourselves in a situation where it felt like a must win. That's why you can't lose games at West Virginia. It's really why – I mean – even at Texas, you probably shouldn't lose that game. So we put ourselves in the situation, and it hurts. But I don't have a ton of stuff. Let's let's move on to Monday. I mean, Monday was a lot more fun. It was probably as nervous for a home game as I've been since 2012 Missouri, I would say. Like, just crazy pressure. Yeah, tons of pressure. I mean, obviously it's a must win. Like I said, you'd be three back. But they, we had already lost to them, and – we talked about their senior leadership and how they're just probably dying to win an Allen Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. and their seniors didn't even show up last night. Ooh, yeah, I mean, it was on their bucket list. Their bucket list was to win at Allen Fieldhouse, and uh, that certainly didn't go well, and it was almost crazy because it was the seniors that cost them the game. Uh, Wade struggled early, got in foul trouble, and then, I mean, we'll talk about it, but Devon Dotson absolutely dominated Barry Brown for 40 minutes it's just crazy how I mean Devon's a freshman yeah very fun to think about uh and the craziest thing is Barry Brown hit the first score the first two points of the game and then hit two free throws I think a few minutes later and didn't score the rest of the game so I know I was talking to my buddies next to me I'm like Barry Barry Brown's mid-range game is insane like he doesn't miss the step back or and he can get to the lane he can score in so many ways I was that's the crazy thing between him and Dean was Dean was in foul trouble and Barry played most of the night. Yeah. So it was it was great to see how we're – actually, before we get into any of the game, let's talk about tip-off. Absolutely electric. We had a feeling the hum was coming before I the game. I needed it. I wanted it. I needed it. 
Uh, and they honestly, I've kind of been on Allen Fieldhouse video department. They uh, they haven't been on their A game. I haven't thought. No. One and they the, played that game. The pre-tip video last night was low key trash. And I was like, what are they doing? They're choking. And then they throw the hum on and saved everything. Totally redeemed themselves, dumb and dumber. That would have been just the biggest missed opportunity ever. Yeah. If you didn't, like, get the crowd hype for that game. <laughs> and the hum is going to get every crowd hype. Everyone. 90-year-old men. You get that little clap going with the hum, and, like, the old people love it. Everyone loves it. Little kids love it. Students love it. it it's the perfect song. I think we should do it every tip-off. Yeah, and the decibel got up to, like, 122 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty good. What was our record? 130? Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, so tip-off was excellent, but I guess let's talk. We start down 5-0, then we go to 10-3. Xavier Sneed hit his 40th straight shot against us. He does not miss against KU. Except for the second half, he didn't score. I think you jinxed him. You tweeted, Xavier Sneed's never missed a shot against KU, and I don't think he hit another one the rest the of the reverse night. Jinx. So reverse jinx always works. But how worried were you? I was. We didn't score in five minutes, and they're yeah. so good defensively. Mm-hmm. I just we Usually when we start out slow – we like have trouble coming back this year, but uh, we talked about getting off to a like strong start against K State was going to be pivotal to beating them. Yeah, I was pretty terrified just because, like you said, coming back against teams that play really good defense, we looked completely unorganized. We were running that offense where we just give the ball to Diedrich and hope that he forces something to happen. Wasn't working. Um, Diedrich would literally bring the ball up the floor and not pass one time. <laughs> and he hits his little spin move yeah. in the middle of the lane. I mean, it works all the time. So I never get mad when he shoots, but that dude, like, he got up, I think he got up 20 shots last night. Yeah, he did not shoot well from the floor, but it felt like he played good. A little uh, quiet 18 Eight. and 16 or whatever. It's, dude, it's quiet every game. <laughs> I just look up and I'm like, how the fuck does he have 18? And how does he return loves to talk about Dietrich being quiet? Is it not quiet? (laughs) It's pretty quiet, I guess. But I mean, like, how does he get 14 boards? He can't even jump. Yeah. It's insane. That's the thing that blows my mind is he's the most unathletic dude on the floor and gets every rebound. So, um, but I will say I was starting to panic. It even felt like Bill was panicking a little bit. He freaks out on the refs. It looks like one of those games where he's going to get a technical on purpose to like get everyone fired up. It's worked every time. I That's think it's 30-0 when he yeah. gets a technical. But well, he wanted the tech there, so yeah. I think the ref was pretty selfish. But apparently we got a bench warning. I didn't even know we got a bench warning. Yeah, I so. know. And then that, that was during the timeout, right? Because mm-hmm. then Dave was out quick. Yeah. Dave didn't play very well last night, but – I, the energy started with Mitch. That's exactly what I was about to transition to. Lightfoot and Grimes. Did they save the streak? Some would say. If I, they don't come out, if Grimes doesn't hit a shot, two threes early, if Lightfoot doesn't come in and cook Dean Wade, I don't know if we're sitting here talking about this team um, still having a shot. No, I don't think so either because we just struggle to play with energy most games. And Mitch, I mean, Mitch has been bringing it since I think we started – at k-state we talked about that recently yeah yeah, started playing with energy finally and who would have thought mitch would be playing these minutes this year no it's been crazy and it's just the funniest guy to do it because it's like we had all these dudes on the team where it was like i remember last year when we thought silvio was gonna play udoka announced he's coming back we've got four guys when you count david we're like should mitch redshirt because he was just the odd man out like where was he gonna get minutes and now he's hypothetically saving the streak just by playing with some energy. Yeah. So it's he, hilarious. He pretty much played the perfect game. I've literally never seen him show a post move. Yeah. He had like three blocks in one possession. 
And then he hit a three, went nuts, and <laughs> he almost hit the second three. It was in and out, and Bill was on his ass. Yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty annoyed Mitch took that shot. It felt like a pretty eh. – it was a big possession. It's it's one of those things where it's like if you take it, great, and you make it. But if you miss it, you're going to get yelled at. So, interesting risk. I guess you make the first one the first half. Why not shoot one more? But, yeah, he was hype. He was going nuts after that first three, hopping around. Like he just hit a buzzer beater, but I mean, it probably felt like he did. Yeah, and you talked about Q earlier about how him and Mitch basically saved the streak. I mean, I thought Quentin played the best he's played in a while. He just his activity. I don't, I don't think. I mean, right now he hasn't been the best scorer all year, but at least do like the other little things. Like re- we need guys that can rebound because we don't have bigs. And then Quentin, we know he can be a great passer too. Yeah. So. We need him to just do little things, and I think that'll bring him confidence, and he'll start to score. Yeah, he hit some really big shots to get us. I think we were down 10-3. He had a three to kind of cut into it. Marcus had the banked three. But then Quentin, Quentin, I think it was 15-15 maybe, and Quentin hit a, gr- uh, hit a three to put us up 18-15. And then I don't really think we ever looked back from there. I think we pretty much consistently had the lead the rest of the way. So Well the refs had us up at halftime. Absolutely. So shout out to the refs. Yes. They've won us fourteen straight Big Twelve titles. Working on fifteen. Shout out to them. <laughs> Love those guys. Um not that the fouls had anything to do with K State really doing no attacking, settling for long twos. Well I feel settling like, for threes. Not, none of that had no. anything to do with the I feel like if you score forty nine points in a game, I feel like you'd lose most mm-hmm. of the time. No, it's the refs. It was the refs <laughs> that caused them to score 49 points and shoot 32% from the field. So, as always, shout out to the refs helping us on that 15 straight run. But I guess speaking of fouls, how, I mean, Dean Wade not only was in foul trouble, but even before he got in foul trouble was the worst player on the floor. It was kind of weird. Yeah, and he doesn't look healthy right now at all. That's why I could potentially see K-State dropping one or two the rest of the way. Yeah, and it's, you got Barry, but it's hard to trust the other guys. Sneed's really streaky. Cardi's gonna be out for a while. I just Maywean's Maywean was hitting threes last night, by the way, and <laughs> yeah, jumpers. That's what, when he hit that three to put us up down five zero. I was like, it's over. They're gonna win by thirty if he's yeah. hitting shots like that. The thing is, Dean played bad, was in foul trouble, hardly played. I felt like we needed that lead to be more than seven, but they made a ton of tough shots in the first half. Like Stokes was hitting Steve's tough shots. The, yeah, Cam was the dude keeping him in the game yeah. the whole time. Like, I guess preventing it from going, like, from us getting up 30 or something, just blowing him out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it was big. Uh, but I guess how how confident were you at halftime? We're up 34-27, I think. Uh, they, they shot, like, 45% from the field, only put up, I mean, like we said, they made tough shots. I was honestly confident because it's like, they made those tough shots. They're not going to make those shots again in the second half. If we just come out and play pretty solid, we'll win, and that's pretty much what happened. How confident were you going in the second half? I mean, I don't like to get confident. It's just kind of like who I am with sports. <laughs> I just feel like I almost jinx us or something when I get confident, but I was like extremely confident at half because, like you said, Dean was in foul trouble. He didn't look 100%. Just He wasn't moving at all, and mm. Mitch, Big 12 Player of the Year, took him to school early and <laughs> – I just I didn't think they could score enough. Yeah. That's the thing. When you have a lead at home against a team that sucks at offense the way they do, should feel good, but I don't know. I was still worried there was going to be some weird senior voodoo shit with K-State coming out. I thought Dean was going to have a huge second half. Me I too. Guess 
the health thing never really crossed my mind, and obviously Bruce brought that up after the game. It's always something. Yeah, excuse Bruce. Like, I uh, just made that up on the spot. Shout out to me. Um, he uh, talks about Dean hasn't practiced in three weeks, which, yeah, I guess, but you didn't say that after you throttled Oklahoma State. Well, like, it's not like he hasn't been playing either. He played <laughs> against West Fall. He played against Oklahoma State. You could arrest him against those two. Like, I mean, those are teams you should beat. Wasn't Frank, like, senior year hardly even practicing because it was just like, eh, he's playing 40 minutes a game. Let's just get him rest. Like, eh, don't give me that excuse. But Bruce wasn't too bad. Uh, second half, we pretty much just dominated them for the entire 20 minutes. Yeah, and we we try to touch every time about how we can be great defensively. And you, I think they had, like, well, they scored 22 in the second half, but I think they had, like, 15 points in 15 minutes in the second half and that's I mean second half's usually when teams pick up pick mm-hmm. it up and I just thought we were great defensively everyone I don't think anyone really lacked defensively last night yeah and I don't know if that's Marcus Garrett coming back in the fold it was like I remember Bill Bill with his interview with Holly Rowe he was like I thought Marcus Garrett was great and I didn't really notice yeah Marcus being great uh probably because we just know he just yeah. locks up it was weird so but Obviously, he probably has a huge impact on the defense that we don't even really notice. So, that was big. And, yeah, it really did just come down to our defense really never even – you said it was a boring game, which I agree, but I thought it was the perfect game in this aspect where it was like we had a lead, but it was still like every single possession it felt like, okay, we got to get a stop. And the crowd was still in it the entire time. Or, hey, if we score here, it's a big bucket. It wasn't close enough to be like – shitting your pants terrified no. that we're gonna lose but it was also close enough to be like this is still a huge possession the crowd's going nuts the whole time yeah so i thought it was really fun second half i think maybe the closest they got it to was like eight mm-hmm. they were down 14 and hit back-to-back threes or something but yeah. yeah like you said we got big stops and i never really got nervous the whole game well early on but like after that like we talked earlier once we kind of started like we relaxed and finally figured shit out but i never got nervous the rest of the way yeah I uh, I thought the biggest stretch, I can't remember how much time was left, probably like 12 to 8 minute mark or something like that. Somewhere in that stretch, we took Diedrich and Dot off the floor. And I'm sitting there with my friend and I'm like, this could be a disaster. I mean, we've got KJ on the floor, we've got Chuck Moore on the floor. And I was like, if, if we lose this game, it's going to be this stretch that does it. And those dudes extended the lead by one point during that like three minute stretch. And I mean, Chuck Moore hit a three. So yeah. First threes hit in 10 years. So, shout out to him. Yeah, that was just a huge stretch. And Bill being confident to play those guys in such a big moment was mm-hmm. interesting to me because I would have thought he wouldn't take Diedrich or Dot off the floor in that game. Yeah, and just everyone bought in last night. Like, Quentin was talking after the game about after Saturday, even after getting blown out, they were just like – they didn't hang their heads and they just had positive things to say and they knew Monday was the biggest game of the year and they all just came – I think – Allen Fieldhouse, the big Monday games, we don't ever lose. And the crowd brings the energy, and then that just the players feed off of it. Yeah, it was awesome. The crowd was great. Uh, Is it not hilarious when KJ and Charlie are on the floor at the same time? Like, if we were fans of other teams, I feel like it would be so funny to watch. Yeah. Just because the way our offense, Chuck and him will just – they'll dribble around and take floaters <laughs> or just – Chuck will take his off balance like one foot – 
10 footers in the lane. He took one of the more wild shots mm-hmm. I've seen last night. Like on the fast break, it was like a mixture between a floater and a jump shot from the free throw line. And he shaved his head, so now he went from looking like 14 <laughs> to he's like 9. I was sitting really high, so I can't really tell. Like, I, But it looked like he was bald. So yeah, he looks so he did hit, He hit a big three, though. I yeah. think the game was actually getting tight there. And mm-hmm. Because Charlie came in, everyone said he's a scorer. Yeah. Kid from Chicago, scored at Cal, and they said he was supposed to be a scorer here. And so. when he took that one-footed floater-jump shot combo, I don't even think Bill Rage. Like, usually you can see Bill Rage on a shot like that, so maybe that's just what they – I do think if Charlie's going to play, he's got to be aggressive because, like you said, that's what he came in to be. Like, he's not a – He's not a run-the-offense type guy to be in there as, like, a glue guy. He's in there to make spark the offense when we need it. So. He has he has to hand out buckets in practice or something because <laughs> he's, not, he's not afraid to shoot. Apparently so and does Bill, Quentin Grimes. I feel like Bill's never really on Charlie's ass too hard. He lets – I mean, he gives him they minutes. and green lights. Yeah, he puts up – he shoots from anywhere on the floor. Yeah, and it's his insane. shooting percentage is out of this world bad, but I – I think it's going to turn around. It has to. You can't be a good shooter and shoot. I don't even know what he's at. He was at like 16% from three. And if you take away the North Dakota North Dakota game where he hit six, Went it off. was even worse. So, uh, yeah, those dudes handled it well when they were – I mean, K- KJ had kind of like a hilarious charge where he just – committed a charge while doing nothing like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't creating he wasn't driving to the basket he wasn't he just ran into a guy while passing the ball so it was frustrating but kj is fine he's the best player on the team yeah he's just awkward sometimes he's so him and like him and Diedrich are just smooth they're just they're super slow but they can i mean both of them can score so yeah, yeah so i don't know let's i don't know do you want to uh do you have any other thoughts on that game or do you want to kind of get into the spin zone that K-State fans had last night was an all-timer, and I almost respect it. To to act outraged over a man, fl- I don't even know what you describe that, throwing a piece of paper up kind of in the face of Xavier Steen on listen. Showing him the box score. Yeah. It's a weird move to be 50 years old and be a public figure-ish kind of guy, Nate Bucati. It's a weird move to do that to a 21-year-old kid. But then, for K-State fans to act like he fist-fought Sneed on the sides, I just thought it was a very – to me, it was a spin zone by them to kind of take away from the fact that our freshmen just pretty much dominated their seniors for 40 minutes. Yeah, and, like, do you think Xavier Sneed gives a shit about that? I don't think he did. And that's It's not like thing. he sees Nate Bucati's like, oh, this guy's on the radio in KC, he can't do that. Like, he probably just thinks it's a random fan just showing the box score. A it's typical old-ass dude that sits courtside. Those guys are crazy. It's a rivalry game. They call yes. it a rivalry. Rivalry, like, shit like that's going to happen. Well, let's let's let, let let's be fair. Welcome to the show, producer AB. Um, let's be let's be fair. Both these fan bases are the softest fan bases ever. Let's just run it back and let's think about this. Brandon Green does the basic ass dunk against them. They lose their mind. Whatever. To me, that's what makes a rivalry fun. Let's dunk on people at the end of the game. Then let's go to the. Uh, the little band thing they did, it was the Star Wars thing, but everyone thought it was a penis. The KU fans went, it was a penis, and that's hilarious. That's great. I want that stuff in a rivalry. Our fan base went bananas. How classless of them. The fuck KU chant, we, how unclassy of them. 
That shit is fun, especially That's for college I'm, students. I, I don't mind the fuck KU chants at all. I don't. No. It's really not a big deal. It's, it's great. I it's get college hyped. students. I get hype. It's fun. And then the Barry Brown dunk. I think K State fan. I didn't think KU fans were as outraged as a lot of people made it seem we were. I certainly didn't care, and I thought his comments were perfect. That's what a rivalry is. Shout out Brandon Green. Yeah. You do something as revenge in a rivalry. That's how it works. It's just funny how this game brings out the most petty things for people to get mad about. So now here we are. It always comes back to another situation yes. that happened. Like and dunks. both fan bases are in the wrong. Yeah. It's And so last night, oh, and I forgot to mention the Nathan Powers thing. Yeah. That's where my take comes into play here. Nathan Powers... I I get what K-State fans are doing. It's funny to joke about that. Like, I'm sure if we stormed the court and one of our guys did that, we would probably be like, oh, yeah, shout out to Nathan Powers. Like, it's a joke. It's funny. Jamari didn't get hurt. But you can't be <laughs> Team Nathan Powers as a joke and then be outraged at what Nate Bucati did last night. It's just a freak. And I get they're different because Nathan Powers is a college student. Maybe Katie's a fifty-year-old yeah. man sitting courtside, but but it's not like what he did was outrageous. He held up a box score, and it's not like he got in the guy's face or no. spit on him or something insane. He just literally showed a box score, and he was probably liquored up, probably yeah. drunk <laughs> courtside, and yeah. just enjoying himself. I think. Was he hammered? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, a weird move. Absolutely weird move, but let's not. How do you make that big of a deal out of that? Yeah, it was. Cr- I was stunned when I got home and saw the tweets that were being slung out there about it's like, that. It's like they lose to us and they got to find something else to talk about. Like I said, excellent spin zone to try and get everyone to stop talking about the Barry Brown got held by held to four points by Devon Dotson and Dean Wade played the worst game maybe of his career and the biggest game of their careers. Like I respect the spin zone, but let's not constantly talk about oh one KSU KSU fans want obviously want it to be a rivalry I guess they make it a big rivalry and it is a rivalry but when the fan bases react like this to everything it doesn't feel like a rivalry because like you look at Kentucky Louisville you look at Duke North Carolina like this shit happens daily weekly like this type of stuff happens all the time and I don't think their fan bases are necessarily crying over it defend like battling on who's more classy and who's not classy who gives a shit yeah and after the game they were saying oh if a k-state person did that on the like on press row or whatever they'd be pissed too it's like i really don't think we would be that mad about that i can say with absolute certainty i would not like maybe it's different because if we would have lost we would have been salty but Mm -hmm. it's he didn't really do anything that disrespectful the only big deal the only reason people are making a big deal is because like we said, he's on the radio. Yeah. And people yeah. know who he is. Yeah, I mean, absolutely weird move, but I'm not outraged by it. I don't think anyone other than maybe if Xavier Sneed wanted to come out and be like, yo, fuck that guy, like I get He it, hurt my feelings yeah. for showing me the box score <laughs> that we scored less than 50 points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just had to get some takes out, AB. I mean, you're sitting here pretty quiet. You look triggered. I mean, it's just so stupid. It's like like you guys talked about. Like, they want it to be a rivalry so bad until we act like it's a rivalry, and then it's the end of the fucking world. <laughs> I truly don't get it. Like, it's like, it's is it a rivalry or not? Like, just tell me now so I know how to act. Like, I went out last week and said I hated him. I still do. This is not making it any better. But like, don't crucify us when we get mad or when 
like we do something mm. that normal rivals do. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. I'll never understand. Like, I don't know. I don't really have much else. You guys touched on all of it, but yeah. I just, I don't know what they want from us. If we, if we acted like it was nothing, if we treated that game like a normal game, they're going to be on Twitter saying, oh, hey, oh, it's not a rivalry, huh? Like, people are saying that anyways. But, like, when we treat it like a rivalry, they don't want us to treat it like a rivalry. Yeah. I agree. I, I just don't get it. I never will. It's the most delusional fan base I've ever seen in my life. My first thought, literally, was that they're only talking about this because we won. Yeah, that's like, part of it. If they were winning at that, well, I guess he wouldn't have shown the box score. But if some, I don't know. Can you imagine if, that move? We're down, we're down twelve, and Katie's <laughs> over there. Look at the man, you got two points. Really but like when they, if they, well, I mean, say they came back and won, they wouldn't have talked about that after the game. Yeah, no, no chance. absolutely not. And. It's the same thing, like, and KU fans are the same way. Yeah. When Nathan Power did the whole thing where he stormed and he lightly tapped Jamari Trailer, like, a lot of KU fans, fans of KU, they blocked us now so they won't hear this. Shout out fans of KU. But, I mean, they acted like it was the end of the world, too. Yeah. They thought that that guy just committed a fucking murder. He was going to jail for the rest of his life. He, like, Jamari got hit a hundred times in that it's game harder than he got hit after the video game. video of all time. It's all time. You see this psycho kid literally <laughs> sprinting. <laughs> Like, literally a psycho. He can't even go to the games anymore. The picture of it's even funnier because his face is like... He looks like he's out to just commit murder. Like he's out on he a He literally was... Jamari must have, like, done something on the bench that really pissed him off. And he and grazed his shoulder. I mean, yeah. it was nothing. There was no conflict. He wasn't, he was, he wasn't just storming the court. He was literally storming to go after Jamari. Right. His intentions were bad, but the actual action was just... Almost embarrassing for yeah. him because it's wasn't he in trouble with the law or something like something was yeah. gonna. Well, I mean the thing about the Nathan Powers thing is like if Jamari reacts there while there's thousands of people on the floor, a full out brawl starts. Well, like, it's a scene from like semi pro. It's yeah. can you imagine taking a punch from Jamari? Yeah. No, Nathan Powers would be still on the floor of Bramlage right now. Jamari reacted so. I still can't believe that. I mean, yeah. Do you still want to? Are we still touching on this, or should we? T- I got one more thing. I can talk about this all night. I got night one more thing to talk to. about for the game. Okay, okay well, I got, I got one, one more thing. Okay, you go ahead. I just want to make it clear. What Nathan Powers did was a weird move. What Nate Bucati did was a weird move. But if you are okay with one of them and not okay with the other, regardless of their status in society, regardless of their age, if you're okay with one of them, you can't be outraged by the other. And that's what I've seen on Twitter the whole time. I'm basically team, meh, weird move by both guys, but let's not pretend like either of them committed a heinous crime. And I don't think Bukati was there for media purposes, was he? No, he no. was there. It's different if it's Jay Billis calling the game <laughs> or Brian Haney fucking talking on the broadcast showing the box score because he's working. He's there for his job, and that that's different. That's weird. Yeah. Now, I know sure it's a little different because it's like he's got a recognizable face, He's there for fun. He's not working at that time. Yeah. Like we all do shit like yeah. outside of work that we wouldn't do at work. Like I'm and sorry. That, I, I know it's different that he has twenty thousand like fucking followers on Twitter and he calls a sporting KC game every now and then. Yeah. But like like what's the big deal? There's none. I, I just and blows my mind. And it's the the fact that that is the only thing that was talked about, that and the fouls the first half mm-hmm. from K State, it's just like like you guys said, they're trying to ignore what happened on the court, and they'll bring it up, and they'll talk about, oh, we're still in first, which is, you know, whatever, because we do the same shit every year. But just those two things, I mean, it blew my mind. I yeah. still can't believe it's being talked about. And I think even K-State fans are, like, looking back at what their the reactions were last night, yeah. are like, wow, we overreacted a little bit. Because yeah. it's just so stupid. Like, 
Honestly. Like, yeah. imagine being that mad about that. And, I, like, I don't want to make excuses for him. It, we all agree it's a little weird. Like, I don't think anyone would have done that. But I also think it has to do with, like, the emotions of the game. Yeah. Like, you're sitting that close. There's a player right there. It's a rivalry game. They had already beat us. I just think – I just don't see – And it was see. a must win. Yeah. Like we said, it was so the it's first like time there's a must win game in Allen ever. Maybe the emotions got the best of him, but still what he did was not – Yeah. It wasn't disrespectful, I don't think. No, nah, I mean, it was just weird. It was just a weird move for a grown-ass man to do sitting courtside. But, yeah, I think we've covered all that. I wanted to get some takes out on that because I just I, – I think it'll be fun if this is a big rivalry and if they can stay – if they can be good for the next 10 years and we have games like last night where it felt like our backs were against the wall or maybe sometime we have a game at Bramlage where it's a must-win for them. Like, those are fun games and I want it to be that way, but – when you react about rival, if when you react about things like this, both fan bases being outraged over the corniest things, like it's just it's never gonna feel like a real rivalry to me. I want to put you two through through a scenario. Jesus Love Christ! This. So, say this is the exact probably same like scenario. Say Kevin Keatsman. Oh my God! Is at Ramlich sitting courtside, liquored up, not working. He's Getting at the game because he's a diehard K State fan, like Bukati is with KU. And he showed a stat sheet to, let's say, Ochai, mm. just walking by. Like, would you, you would just think it's weird, right? I would just make fun of him for being a weirdo loser sitting courtside taunting a college kid. But I wouldn't be outraged calling for his job and calling for a public <laughs> apology. Like, it's just like you said, when you're at a game with friends and like AB said, like, we all act like idiots sometimes. Like, the funniest part about the whole situation is how – he was saying how his friends were, like, embarrassing him, so, like, tweeting about how his friends were being embarrassing at the game. And then, of course, what he did got on video, and everyone knows who he is, but I tough. just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, tough for that to get on camera. I bet that was the only time he probably was really on TV, and that's what he's doing. Because so. it was a weird angle, too. It's not like he was, like, yeah, know, it was a close up on the far side of the court. Like, a ball just went out of bounds over there. So, I don't know. And I'm going to go with – BKD's probably not sitting courtside ever again. I'm going to go with he probably got stripped of those seats, whoever had the hookup. But Which sucks because, yeah. we'll like I said, if it's not on TV or video, no one says a word. Sneed doesn't say a word about it. Yeah. No. Sneed didn't even seem worried. Like, I don't know. Who cares? They have to block out fans all the time. Yeah. We, we've touched on that enough. I didn't even mean, I didn't mean for us to go down a 10-minute rant on that. But Thanks, it Ryan needed Hart. to be said, as always. The funny thing is, is we're getting just as mad about their reaction to this stupid thing as they were last night about the actual thing. Yeah, we're all pretty so, yeah, Everybody It's, it's just a fine. cycle. That's whatever. And it's easy to sit back and say, like, we would have reacted differently, but I'm sure there would have been KU fans out there that made the biggest deal out of it, especially since Keatsman's... Keatsman's He's the worst. He <laughs> stinks. But one more thing with the game is, are you guys worried about Ochai right now? You can touch on it too, AB, obviously, but I just uh, want to hear what you guys think about Ochai. Uh, right it now. depends on if Grimes is actually back because if he can kind of fill in and say he raises his average from, like, what, six points to, like, nine points, and Ochai falls off a little bit, then it kind of balances out. I just think he's falling back a little bit closer to what we thought he was. I mean, we can't expect him to play, like, a top ten recruit lottery pick he's all so year. Well, he was yeah, literally yeah. redshirted two months ago. I agree with that. The problem is last night he was pretty much a no factor. If he's going to – he's not going to be a top first-round pick type dude, but he's got to be somewhere in the middle of that, I think, because Grimes – it just, I mean, it's just a matter of making shots. And I don't think Grimes is ever just going to start making every shot. Like, he's just, 
he's probably about a 35, 32% shooter. That's mm -hmm. what he's going to be the rest of the year. So to me, it's like we've got to get it going where everybody is playing at least above average or solid to where we expect him to be. Ochai can't be no factors, I don't think. So especially like in March, like he's going to be needed. So I am worried, but I think it's just kind of a freshman wall. Like Xavier Henry hit it really bad. A lot of dudes. Most most freshmen at KU really do hit that wall. Yeah. Well, he kind of just – he didn't even get a chance last night, really. He struggled. No. I think he only played, what, 16 minutes or yeah. something like that? he didn't play a whole lot. But the thing with the thing with me is I don't really – we don't need him to score. Yeah. But what he was doing was literally doing everything on the court. Yeah. He was being super aggressive, looking for a shot. I mean, he had crazy dunks that brings momentum and – He's just doing shit on both sides of the floor that you love. And last night he didn't look for a shot at all. He only shot one time. Mm -mm. He's just very not – he's not being aggressive at all. And like you said, he's really the only athlete we have that ever we can throw a lob to and bring energy to the team. So I'm not – I'm not melting down. I think he'll probably be fine. He's a, I think he seems like a pretty confident dude. So I think he'll be fine, but it's definitely concerning. It'll be interesting to see if Will Marcus end up starting – over Ochai, like we've talked about the starting lineup, is Marcus going to start for David? Is Marcus going to start for Grimes? I could see Bill starting Marcus over Ochai. Yeah, because we talked about – we talked last week about how if Marcus is going to start or not, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of maybe how we're going to ease him back in, not play him a whole lot. but And also I like Marcus off the bench because yeah. someone messes up, you get Marcus in there, he doesn't fuck up a lot at all. Mm -hmm. Plays hard on defense. So I feel like you got to start him just because – He's been through it. Like, he knows the system. He played in the Final Four last year, so I think he's going to be big in March. Yeah. Just as an energy guy, glue guy, mm. maybe he'll bank in some more threes. Yeah. I mean, if we can get if we can get Grimes, Ochai, Marcus playing at each of their peak level that they've played at this year, they've, each, they've all shown signs. That's how this team can make a run in March if all those dudes are playing well. But we'll see. Uh, I don't think I have much else on that game. This segment of Blame Cole is brought to you by our new website. Uh, go check out AintNoSeats.com. We're going to try and do a little bit of blogging, throw our uh, podcast up there so it's easy access. Uh, you know, just add some other stuff for more immediate reactions since getting the podcast out right after games is a little difficult. So AintNoSeats.com, go check it out. And uh, while, you're, while you're there, we're going to post the uh, Best of Lawrence link. Like we said last episode, we were nominated for Best Podcast. So only a couple days left to vote on that. It ends February 28th. So if you could go out, uh, go click that link, and uh, go vote for Ain't No Seats. It'd be awesome if you guys did. If we could pull that off, I uh, would really appreciate it. Now, before we move on from K-State, there's one thing that I think we should bring up. Uh, our guy Cole, Blame Cole, we talked about a couple episodes ago. But just to get you guys back up to date, if we have any new listeners, my buddy Petey, uh, he's been to a few losses. We'll stick to the KU ones for now just because that's what you guys are here listening for. But uh, 2010 is Northern Iowa. He was yes. there. Not great. 2014 against Stanford, not great. Yikes. 2015 against Wichita State, also not great. 2016 against Villanova, Cole was there. And then the whole Joel Embiid thing, he bought tickets. Next game Embiid plays, he dies. Not great. So, yeah, Cole's been through some losses. And Are we uh, going to talk about how Embiid's injuries started in your vehicle? <laughs> That's a whole other segment. If you guys want to. <laughs> I mean... While we're here. Okay, sure. fine. I'll open up. My freshman year, it was 2014. I get a text from my guy Mason. He says, hey, do you want to pick some of us up from the Hawk? Uh, Mason's boys with Frank Camp, and Frank Camp was like with Joel and uh, I think Tyler Self. And um, 
Evan Manning, I think is what it was. So I go down there, get my car. It's like 130. Uh, my car, back seat's tiny. Like, I mean, I never sat back there ever. Cole would bitch about it. He's like five foot six, <laughs> and <laughs> that's not true. What are you? It's like five eleven? Five ten. Okay, that's respect. Um, but no, Cole would complain about the leg room. But I pull up to the hawk, and I see this just massive seven foot dude walk out. It's Joel Embiid. He tries to sit in the back seat of my car with three other people, <laughs> and like I said, there's just no room back there. Plus, they're trying to pack four in. Uh, <laughs> Picturing that is so funny. It was the funniest moment of my the life. The longest legs in the yeah. entire world. And in he's just sitting passenger backseat. side backseat. Uh, anyways, I drop him off, whatever. Uh, next thing I know, he's not playing. <laughs> he's, he's just, he's out. And he's just, I mean, we learned later he's out for the year. But he just yeah. stopped playing. So they, you know, they like to give me shit about ending Joel Embiid's college career. But I see nothing wrong with I that. Just, I, I just think it absolutely think if, happened. Yeah, if we're going to throw shade at Cole, we got to throw some at you Blame for his maybe. injuries. But uh, luckily, Joel's back has improved. It looked he's like doing, his back was going to keep him out forever. Yeah, he's doing just fine. Which would have had you on the hook for millions of dollars. Yeah, I could have gotten a little lawsuit. Yeah. But uh, I was just trying to help some guys out, and I got him back to the towers just fine. But cool. When Joel wins an MVP, he better be giving you a shout-out during his speech. I tried to go up to him at the Hawk after it happened like a year later, and he just said, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, um, But anyways, blame Cole. Uh, Cole went to the game last night. Uh, he, he, yeah, we won, obviously. Uh, he comes up with Twitter, pulls it up at the end of the game, and goes like, I have an announcement to make. Blame Cole is dead. Uh, we have some takes. Ryan's, Ryan's ready to explode. I mean, am I allowed to say my side? Do you want to start? I'll let you start. I I can say my side. So, I'll give you some backstory. So, Blame Cole has been an inside joke for AB and I for a long time. I went back into the archives of Twitter just to see when it kind of made its debut. Um, it was around the summertime of 2015 during a regular season Royals game, a really bizarre <laughs> time to make it public. I remember um, this game exactly, too. Yeah. Um, I think Royals got down 8 nothing in the first yeah, game. Guthrie gave up like nine runs yeah, without getting an exactly. out. Exactly. Um, just a really bizarre time. The amount of losses I've seen in AB pulls it out during a regular season <laughs> Royals game was a bold choice. Um so, as people know, I've, I've taken a lot of shit for, for the games I've attended. Um, I've been holding on to this Blame Cole's dead take for a while. I thought I was going to end it in the AFC title game. We saw how that went down. So I was just waiting for the right opportunity to, to, opportunity to claim this was dead. And last night, one of the biggest KU games in our lives, I felt like it was a good opportunity to claim the streak. It dead. did feel a little yeah. forced, though. Oh, Right so, after the AFC title, but we'll let this, Ryan go in. He's got takes. I mean, so basically your your defense is it was the a big Allen Fieldhouse game is why you think Blame Cole is dead? Well, the fact that my KU Allen Fieldhouse career, I've probably seen a combined three losses. That, so. That's my point. That's my point and why I thought you won. Banana land move to end your own curse. Like, <laughs> like imagine the Red Sox in 2003. Winning a playoff series, not getting to the World Series, but just being like, folks, <laughs> the curse is dead. I, and then I, they lose, Aaron Boone hits a bomb. That's what's going to happen to you. I think you made your curse worse last night. Oh, next, man. Whatever game you go to next is just... Here's, I've, I've I, low-key been waiting on AB to announce the streak dead for a long time. I was planning on he's, it if the Chiefs would have won. Do it, so I felt no. like I had to step in. Listen, he all you got to do is go to a big postseason game. The, the, the trend of Blaine Cole is tournament losses, football playoff losses. Like, 
you've seen, just like you said, you've seen billions of wins in Allen Fieldhouse. There's no curse with you going to the Fieldhouse. That's not where Blaine Cole comes to play. Blaine Cole comes to play when the Hawks somehow rattle off six straight here, win the Big 12 tournament, end up in Kansas City. We upset a two seed. We get to the Elite Eight to play a one seed. You show up to the game. That's when Blaine Cole – actually, I'd even say if we make the Sweet 16 this year and we're in Kansas City and you go and we win that game, you're 100% Blaine Cole's over. But does he go to the Elite Eight game? Is he allowed? Blaine Cole's over. That's so, – well, okay. he can go. Okay. New. See, I had an opportunity to go to the Oregon game in 2017, and oh. I, I let peer pressure get we me out of it. guilted <laughs> him into that. So oh, man. That obviously ended up working out for me, but I don't think <laughs> – I will be allowed to return to an NCAA tournament. Slice and I were legitimately tweeting pictures at Sprint Center, like the Sprint Center Twitter account, <laughs> of you just saying, do not let this man into your stadium. We, we started it in, like, December. Like, we're like, okay, KU's pretty good this year, might get a one. They're going to be in KC. We're starting this now. And it was, like, weekly, every week. We're like, Sprint Center, don't let this guy in. KCPNL, don't let this guy around you. Like, it was... Electric, so, and I'm glad it worked because if we threw the Oregon loss in there, and it would have been your fourth five, straight. Four or five years oh. ago, yeah. yeah, I mean, you and might not be here right, right now. But it has to end. It's like I've been to, I've seen like seven Chiefs Bridges playoff losses. People forget that. Yeah, I've seen the Chiefs blow a 38-10 lead in Indy, 21-3 lead at Arrowhead against the Titans. Finally, the Colts come through, and I feel like my Chiefs playoff curse was over, and then. Bob Sutton was born. Did so. you go to the Colts game? I did not know. See, I mean, he saw a playoff win. B-turn, I'm not, pointing. The like thing you with guys the Chiefs, too, is like you say at Allen, yeah. so many people have seen wins. We've won 26 straight yeah. big Monday games, but every Chiefs fan that's been to a playoff game has seen losses. So what are the parameters around this tournament? Because I will preface, A.B. doesn't say this, I have been to tournament wins. I've been Against to, 15 seeds? No, I've been to second-round <laughs> games that we've won. Um, See that? So, so can I roll into like a first round game? Does, does that get the monkey off my back, or does no. it need to be a no? Game? KU not. beating Yale in the first round in <laughs> Tulsa does not end blame Cole. Yeah, uh, I would, I would maybe say, let's say we get a three or a four or a five. If we have a second round game and you go to that and we play a, a good That's five fair. or a good six, you get Vatek or something, a, a scary game. A five twelve is pretty intense though. Those I, we ain't getting a five seed. I can tell you, I'm not going to tournament game this year because this, this team, team could lose to anyone. It's tough. This team could lose to anyone, and it wouldn't surprise me. So I'm not even risking a question. It would be tough to risk the ending blame Cole on this I'm, squad. I'll I'm tell you, that's so a good decision. I'm literally just sitting here thinking that. You guys didn't let him go to any lead eight that game. Is, you were the worst friend. To go like, to the final is, four. This well, is funny. This guy goes to every. It's he can get sad. into every game. He could have seen us cut the nets down in his own city. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys steady. did not let him go. Yeah. I got some shit for going to the AFC title game. I was not going to let people talk me out of that. That's game. when That's I started feeling time. bad about the blame Cole because people were. We were like, going to talk about people. people. People were tweeting at me not to go to the AFC title game. I'm like, you're kidding. I'm not going to miss out on that opportunity. We there were going to talk about it on the pod and AB was like, no, we can't. When do we, we ever can't. play an Elite Eight game in KC? <laughs> so yeah. the, the Villanova game, can I, I'll just tell the backstory. I hey, got I a, was at that game too. So a lot of people Both were at that Villanova game. games. Yeah. Yeah. Turn, you need to stop talking or you're going to have your own curse put on you. Yeah, you're <laughs> trying to like build your own. This is... So the, the Villanova game, we had the Maryland game. I think it was third. I think we were Thursday, Saturday that, yeah. that weekend. Um, my girlfriend and I got up at 5 a.m. on Saturday morning, made the drive to Louisville. Got there at like 3 in the afternoon or something and just kind of hung out. Then went to the game and drove all the way back to Kansas City after the game. 
So if you can imagine that 24-hour stretch for, stretch for me as people were berating me about attending that game, it was... In that team... I actually got mad at you that night. No, I've yeah, never actually, like, pissed. legitimately been mad at Blame Cole. After that game, I remember this tweet vividly. I tweeted out, I'm sitting on the couch in fucking Manhattan, Kansas, of all places, wow. and I tweet, Ew. I'm fucking slashing Cole's tires <laughs> before he goes to a next, like, tournament game. I was legitimately upset. That's why sports and are amazing. You they're can the best. Blame, you can blame shit on anyone. Literally yeah. You can find scapegoats. It's or like, like a gambling loss. You yeah. just blame whatever. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. The refs. So If K-State loses at Allen, you blame Nate Bucati for showing a stat yes. sheet. So. Yes. So let's, let's figure this out. We've got to decide if blame Cole is still a thing. You know where my vote is. He's seen hundreds of win in Allen Fieldhouse. You guys, and I'm going to a vote. I'm going to a vote here. You guys get to decide. Cole obviously feels like it should be over. B-turn, where if, do you stand? What do you want to say? If you've been through the amount of shit that I've been through, I, I will I will take any win as a, just a, a huge I, victory. Absolutely. So, but that's how everybody uh, with a curse would say. Yeah, yeah. It becomes, the Cubs World Series curse ends when they go to the a, or the NLCS. That's not yeah. how it works. Yeah. you got to get the yeah. big one. The Cubs wouldn't talk about the curse. Mm-mm. The curse can't be over until you win the whole thing. I don't well, know about win, the whole, win thing. the whole thing, but he needs to win a big tournament. How about this? I got an idea. Win either an Elite Eight game that you go to or wow. where seeding is within two slots. Like, right, or let's do three because that's more manageable. So a 3-6, three, six, a 4-5, that's big enough for me. To, and then that also brings you to a whole another weekend. You extend the season another week. What if we play like a nine seed in the Sweet no. 16? No. Or Okay. Hmm. No. It's such a big game, especially and for this team. If he goes team. to play, if he if we're a four and we play a, or we wouldn't play it. Oh yeah, we would. A four would play yeah. a nine in the Sweet Sixteen. That would mean that nine seed just beat a one seed, and that would be a very scary game for them. But there's this. Here's the risk with that. If Cole was at the VCU game in 2011, Blame Cole's an even bigger thing. Blame Cole's national. I think it gets its own like <laughs> bottom line on Sports Center, like like Trey Young did last year. Oh, Blame Cole. Blame and Cole Chiefs lose VCU again. By 30. <laughs> So, like, that's what scares me with the whole, like, upset thing is if we play a nine-seeded Kansas City, we're going to be, like, an eight-point favorite, and there's no reason at all to lose that game. But we also lose, like, lower seeds, and would you not be – I'd be pretty happy if this team made the Elite Eight right now. Mm -hmm. So if Cole's chilling at the Sprint Center in a Sweet 16 game, we score more points than the other team, you might – I would be willing – How about it comes to the situation, and then he's at the game, and then we'd be like – yeah, Cole. we announce yeah. the curse is on the line. So we decide when it comes. Okay, I like that. Or are you going to let peer pressure What if we just again? never let it end? Well, that's, that's my thing. If I'm going yeah. to be breaking this curse, that means I'm going to have to attend the game. Yep. So people are just going to have to oh, yeah. fuck and deal with it. Put it on the line. you got to do it. I so yeah. I think it's going to come to an end. I mean, average. I hope so. It will. So. I hope it can. It will at some point. But like we said, we have to find a good parameter to end it on to use it on this team. But I think we've all come to yeah. decision, Cole. Sorry. Uh, uh, your first appearance on the pod, you have been ruled against. It's still a thing. Yeah, I hate Cole to see that. Thing. It hurts, guys. AB's going to tweet it until he's like 70 years old. <laughs> I'll be watching a KUM like grandkids. And then I'll be like, Cole! Oh, my buddy Cole. <laughs> but obviously we know it's a little inside joke. Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, we're just no, messing around. for but sure a joke. Like we, I th- I think we got to win a huge game with yep. him in attendance. I want him at the game. He's It'll a diehard KU fan. It'll make that game even more fun for you. One of my favorite things about this, about the Blame Cole, is the percentage, I don't even know how big it is, that of people that actually think I'm legitimately the reason that we're losing <laughs> these games. The fact that they, I mean, it's it's a fun joke. AB, I'm the scapegoat of KU Twitter. I've accepted it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's people, I know there is, 
there's people that legitimately think I'm the reason that we lose these games. So. Absolutely. I mean, people take their superstitions oh, so yeah. seriously. I was one of those guys. Like, but, we've all been there. Yeah, but especially when you gamble. But like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It sucks for you, but it's funny for us, and it's great content to talk about on here because hearing the list when AB goes through that list every time, it is insane the losses that your eyeballs have seen so. i just i want cole to go to more games now it's just so funny <laughs> it like, almost just takes go the to... sting away from a lot like if we get throttled in a lead a game this year where cole's at it might just yeah. be so funny that i won't even be mad exactly I'm, so I'm, you say like get you go ahead first. i'm just pissed because i didn't even consider going to the duke game last year like <laughs> oh that the, would have been a the, big game the amount of Weird. games i've been to that we've lost and just had me scared, obviously, so I didn't even consider it. And of course, the one that we finally break through is the one I'm not at. So yeah. All right. Well, but I think no. It's what I was gonna say is, you say we could lose to anyone in this tournament, so you might as well go to every tournament game. So when we lose, we don't be upset, and we'll just be like, "It's the Cole was there. You'll That's why the we lost. Like, I'm sorry, guys. It was yeah. a good year. Just we lost in the Elite Eight again. Shout out to Cole. Yeah. Follow him. <laughs> Shout him out. Yeah, but, yeah, I think we've settled it. Shout out, Cole, thanks for coming on the pod. I know this is tough, but. It takes a man to come and talk to the people about mm-hmm. it. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks yep. for having me. Hopefully history changes. Yep. I don't know, man. Blame Cole's pretty funny. Hashtag blame Cole. Might be worth some losses, but I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, guys, this gambling segment is brought to you by our guys over at Crimson Feather Clothing. Uh, by now, you guys know the Crimson Feather uh they have an awesome range of gear, have everything you need for game day. Their brand is great. Their stuff is perfect for the office, hanging at home, or just for the game day. So they sent us a box full of gear a while ago. We're still rocking it. I still rock the hat. I love it. They got black. They got gray. They got white hat, white hats. We're also doing a uh, another T-shirt giveaway soon. They sent us another T-shirt. Um, the people loved the shirt the first time, so we're going to do that again eventually. Um, but the biggest thing about them and why they sponsor our gambling segment is they give away to our listeners free shipping on all orders regardless of purchase until the next game tips when the hawks cover the spread and folks the hawks covered last night against the kansas state wildcats so go ahead use ain't no seats code at uh, checkout to get that free shipping because remember good teams win great teams cover all right let's get into some gambling we uh we got a big week coming up last week we called it the biggest week in streak history well, now we've got nothing but must-wins on the slate again, and they've got to be on the road, which is terrifying with the way this team's played on the road. We go to OSU this Saturday. We go to OU next week. OSU we've always struggled at, especially since Bill's been here. AB, hit us with a line. All righty, guys. So good news and bad news for you. Good news. I stink at gambling, so Thanks. that was a chance that you guys could catch up. The bad news about that is you guys are just as bad. Um, we're just as horrible this week as I was. So uh, update on the standings. I'm 22 and 16. Braden's 21 and 17, and Ryan is bringing up the rear at 19 and 19. You really hate to see that, but uh, setback for a major. <laughs> hey, got to start somewhere, man. Ku was what two games back with exactly. four to go. You're three back with however many to go. So uh, chance to make some up this week. We'll open with uh, Ku Oklahoma State. Down in Stillwater, like Ryan said, always a tough place for us. Uh, but we are a seven-point favorite this weekend, uh, an over/under of one forty-one. I'll lead us off. I'll take the Hawks minus seven. I'm not going to hammer it, but I feel like we're finally. I can't take we, KU in a spread that big. 
It was literally over a month ago. That was like the <laughs> second episode. But no, I'll take the Hawks. I just feel like the 11 a.m. game for a team that stinks, I don't know how rowdy that environment's going to be. And I, I know it's crazy for Kate, for me to take a road team like that, the way we've been playing on the road, but I don't know. I just have a feeling about this one. I think we won by 12 to 14. Pull away late, so I'll go with uh, – I'll lay the points. I'll take KU minus seven. When do the standings end for gambling? National title game, baby. Yeah, I feel like – I mean, we'll be recording in the summer. We'll find – Crazy random things to bet on. We should NBA at least stuff. switch it up from sports. Yeah, we'll have to switch it up in the summer. But I think we definitely go through March Madness for sure. Yeah, March Madness definitely. That'll be fun. We'll throw some random ones out there. And, yeah. But. So, I got us winning. But, like, we all know Bill somehow seems to struggle in Stillwater, his alma mater. So, I'm going to take OSU plus seven. Just because I bet it will be a tight game. I don't trust us to blow anyone in the country out right now on the road. So I'll take OSU plus 7. All right. I'm also taking OSU plus 7. I don't think we're going to lose. Um, but I definitely think it uh, – and I don't know. I just think that line's too big. Whether that be us letting them in late. I think it's more likely that we kind of dominate the whole game and then melt down a little bit. Or the maybe old just, back door. You know, yeah, just the old backdoor cover by OSU. We end up winning by like six or seven or something, or five or six or something like that. So I'll take OSU plus seven with honestly no good feel at all. I really don't have a good feel for that game at all. When I saw that line, it just gave me a headache. I had no idea what to do. So Very tough spread. I mean, yeah, be tough to see us win by double digits on the road right yeah, now. Yeah, well, you see the spread, and you're like, the team's terrible. We should be favored by more than seven. But then you're like, well... Us on the road is an absolute debacle. Plus, you think about last game, we kind of struggled with them for a lot of the game, which kind of has me concerned. But we obviously pulled away, but right. home crowd. So, yeah, give me uh, give me uh, Stillwater, in Stillwater, the Cowboys plus seven. You guys want a hammer? I'm excited about this one. I'm is this geeked. An over-under hammer? Oh, I'm geeked about this one. A couple episodes ago, Turner brought up my trend of early morning unders. <laughs> love early morning under especially later in the season i am going to absolutely hammer the under 141 in ku oklahoma state we haven't scored on the road ever oklahoma state's just eh, early morning might go out you know get a little drunk the night before who knows i don't know what's going to happen but i'll go under i really like it i need a i need a hammer bounce back because last week boy did i miss I called that the lock of the year, and we got 30 balled. So. <laughs> Wait, was, that, was that all of our hammers last week? No, it was we you and so me. Was we I both the only one it. who took uh, KU minus seven against K-State? Yeah. Okay. I can't – I'm just kind of, like, forgetting what I had last week. You had – I took the over in the game, which wasn't close. Right. You had KU minus seven, and I think in the Tech game you had – Over and KU. Right. Which – Maybe. I'm pretty sure I took the over in both. I, I think know. you did. You were on the under. I don't know. Regardless. I took him out, but I did the standings as we went. I under 11 a.m. games. Again, your favorite. It's my favorite thing in the world, especially when tournament time comes around. Oh, my God. It is true. That Thursday to start that the tournament. That first game on Thursday. The nerves of the NCAA tournament. Oh, my God. And it's early. It's like 6-4 to four with 10 minutes left in the first There's half. There's nothing like that first half under when it's like 68 uh, and a half and it's like 6-4 10 minutes in. Yeah. At the under 12, it's like 8-6 and you're just... 
You're, you're just hanging out, just streaming money. on your website to bet on something else for the next game because you just feel like you're on top of the world. You can't miss anything, and, and then, then it all 11 goes PM. downhill. 11 p.m., you're broke. Right. You That's how it goes. Last year, I, I didn't miss anything in the early stage, but I would lose it all back in the afternoon. Oh, it's yeah. like that hour gap, just like something happens can't where wait. I lose all my luck. I remember I was live betting the shit out of Arizona Buffalo. Oh, I took Arizona 100 times. <laughs> yeah, dude, me too. It was like, okay, well, they have DeAndre yeah, Ayton. They're not going to lose this one. I live bet them, oh, minus six second half, minus seven midway through the second. Like, it was just unreal, and by the end of it, I'd lost <laughs> 10 units right and once so, they once they got the like the plus money on the money line you're just like yeah they're not losing this game yeah, they okay. got smoked too not yeah. never even close buffalo was legit i thought they had a chance to beat kentucky and yeah i think kentucky lays shits the bed against k-state they played so bad it's so boring but game was nuts also lost money on that game i was the fool that bought into kentucky minus five and yikes yeah, I think so. I bet Kentucky as well. But nothing like old gambling losses. I'll, I'll ride with your theory here. I'll take. I'll just take the under. I literally have no feel for what we we struggle to score on the road. I can't really confidently say we're going to score 70, 80 points on the road right now. I could see both teams being in the sixties, almost like sixty eight, sixty five, something like that. So I'll just I'll go with the under. Yeah, I'm. Uh... I, like you said, I don't have a feel for this at all. I'm actually going to take the over um, mm, mm, mm. because, like I said, I think it's going to be a backdoor cover by LSU, and that backdoor cover is going to, one, um, involve them scoring a lot late, two, potentially them fouling and us putting up free throws late. So, over, 141. The total is going to be 147. And I'm going to hammer it. I'm hammering oh. the over. <laughs> Well, I just talk about your outside backfires. I changed huh? my hammer because these dudes were sitting here laughing at the fact I was taking an over, and so now I'm just, hammering it. You just lost two points. <laughs> imagine, oh, imagine your deficit when you lose your hammer and I win the hammer on the same pick. I'm so pissed. You're gonna I had, a, done. I had a really Four good hammer. Win. We'll have really a fucking coming up funeral later, for you. Nah, I'm gonna win that. I can't wait. So. uh I guess let's go on to OU. I mean, what else is there to say? I guess the things I have about OSU is... I've got one major thing, but we can get to that in a minute. Does Bill lose on purpose in Stillwater? Is it like his one thing to, hey, uh, he's, they've tried to give him the job multiple times. <laughs> he's turned for him not down. He's like, you know, I'll give you guys a couple wins. He loses the games that don't matter. Exactly. And you think about it, the games that have mattered. The deer double overtime floater, it was a must win. He oh, won yeah. that game, but then we've lost like every other game since. So... I don't know, man. It's an interesting theory. But all all jokes aside, OSU stinks. This one isn't a joke. I just fucking hate Lindy Waters. Mm. He just drives me crazy for whatever reason. I, I he always hits shots against us. He's oh well. yeah, oh yeah. He against no one else. But I, I remember when he uh, when he talked shit to Josh Jackson a few years ago. He like fouled him hard. I tweeted Josh Jackson went in Lindy Waters or something, and Lindy Waters favorited the tweet. So. He knows that Josh Jackson would end him. Oh, it We're in his head. He's going to go off against us, though. Oh, um, yeah. Eight for eight from three. Yeah. And the Tzagwa or whatever. He does not miss. Dude. But we have to win. I like that this game comes before the OU game because I feel like this can be some confidence building. Go yeah. in. Went on the road against a stinky team. Stinky. But it's still a road win. It's still a road win. And uh, another thing that I thought was interesting. <laughs> Boynton. What? Coach Boynton. AB loves him. He's played for him before. 
You played for I can't, I, I like him. I like him. I can't fucking give one guy a compliment. Stick up for one guy. about him? I just, last year he came into a shit situation. All right, a little Made backstory. The tournament. A little backstory is like the other day I just randomly said Boyton was a bad hire and AB was like, I actually like him. I like him a lot. And we were like, dude. Jeff what? Graves whispering into the mic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but okay, all I was going to say about Boyton, he didn't pick KU to win the league. Remember when it came out that we were anonymous mm. and then he was like, no, it wasn't anonymous because I picked K-State. So I got a comment on that if too. If you don't think Bill's heated about that, I'll tell you what. I almost want to change my plus seven bet because I forgot about that and Bill's going to be heated. So I'll stick with my bet, but I'll just tell you, we're not losing that game. Boynton's a bad hire. We're not going to get into that argument, No, but I'm just telling you. So my sec- well, I know we hit on K-State Twitter earlier. My second favorite thing about them, and it just makes me laugh, doesn't make me mad, they love when opposing coaches compliment them. <laughs> oh my god! That I it was uh, I think it was Huggins maybe first that said this K State team can win a national title. Someone's no Scott, Scott Drew. Drew. It was Scott. That's right, yeah. Scott Drew. And then this past weekend, Boyton said it. He's like, and I think it was Kellis Robinette. Is that his name? Was yeah. like Mike Boyton's the second coach to say that K State could win a national title. It went viral, and yeah. they love they eat that shit for breakfast. I'd say that too if I got damn near forty balled in back to back games. Yeah, exactly. Games, like, I don't know if you guys disagree with this, but. K State hates us, but I feel like they like Bill Self. They genuinely like Bill Self. Because mm, I actually, I mean, I, I think he saying. compliments them all the time. I have a lot of friends that are like Bill's a badass, but I also think a lot of them think he's a. Why like, would they not like him though? A lot of people wins. think he comes off as a douche. It's crazy. It's kind of like I, I have a Kentucky friend who's like genuinely doesn't understand how like a lot of people think Calipari's slimy. He's right. like, he's such a genuinely good dude. Like, you should hear the things he does in the community. I think there's a lot of that with Self, too. And I think it's the same way with Self. We just can't see it. But it's like, I think a lot of people get like a, he's like a used car right. salesman type dude. I don't see it. I think Bill's a great, hilarious, personable dude. But obviously other fan bases see it differently. I think. He loves hyping up other teams, though. Yeah. yeah, he loves I, it. I mean, yeah they were great tonight. Yeah. They got a great team. They're well coached over there by Bruce. <laughs> like, shit like that. He's yeah, I mean he he's, the Andy he's good at playing basketball. the game. He knows when to take his shots. Yeah. He doesn't do it often. Like I mean, there's a lot. Like Weber will take some shots. Scott Drew, I feel like is taking shots in the past. I don't know. Huggins definitely takes shots. But like Bill, Bill is very manipulated. Like he, he thinks it out when he wants to take a shot. That was a tough word to say. <laughs> it's stinky. <laughs> That's the funniest I've ever laughed, or the hardest I've ever. That didn't even fucking make sense. Wow. Hardest I've ever laughed was that, but no, it was the funniest you've ever laughed. Yeah, funniest I have ever laughed. Boomer Sooner, Hawks. Okay, you minus one, folks, and Norman. <laughs> I'll go. Can it I, was gonna be my hammer until you I, guys. He read these spreads off to us earlier, and I was like, hundred percent, Ku is gonna be the hammer for this game for yeah. AB. Like I, mean, I swear, I think I've hammered he KU in every like every <laughs> yeah. road game we've had. I'm like, this is the one. Hammer KU, and it's TCU, happened once. K State, yeah. Tech, but just oh, all of them. Joe Lenardi bracket bunker. Jesus, what God, a fucking so, dweeb that the, guy is. Uh, the OU line minus one is crazy. terrifying. I thought oh, you were yeah. gonna say terrible. No, it's, it's like, terrifying. I'm sitting here wanting to take OU, but I can't bet against us because we have to win. I know. Bet against us. We're still here. Yeah, dude. That so, line is scary. I, I can't handle a one-possession game on the road with the streak on the line. No. God, and the thing with OU right now is they're 
kind of desperate to get in the tournament. Mm-hmm. They in a win over KU, I would say would get them in the tournament probably just because our strength, our resume is insane. Yeah. And I mean, just beating. I mean, we're a blue blood. It's just KU. It's It'll like be their best KU. crowd of the whole year. Yeah, naturally. That's why I'm also um, scared too. I, it'll probably be a good atmosphere compared to what they usually have. And another thing is, like, we played them the first game of conference with Udoka, and it was honestly like a pretty close game. So they have the confidence. You know, yeah. they're sitting there like, well, we played these dudes, and they were way better, and we almost won. So, so what are you know. guys taking then? I'm, I'm taking the Hawks. I'm taking the Hawks minus one. I, mean, I have not to. Losing. We're winning out. Here's a little reverse psychology. I'm going to take the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, this win will probably move them up to, what, a five seed, based on what Lenardi's been doing. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they were a 13 seed. They beat, like, West Virginia. All of a sudden, they were 10. <laughs> made no I, sense. I've not been keeping tabs on OU's seeding. <laughs> I'm obsessed with bracketology nowadays, man. It's, I can tell. It's bad. Um, but, no, I'll, I don't like it. But it's game I might uh, take the picks you like. Yeah. I mean, I might just... Try and change my luck on these road games and take OU. Um, Reverse jinx by AB. We need it to work. And you can be different from us. I like it. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you guys need to catch up, so I'm giving you guys a favor. If it wasn't a must win for us, I pro- I might take OU. Just like I said, they're desperate to get yeah, in right now. Absolute must win. I didn't and even put even, any thought into it. Even with beating us, I mean, they might need to win one Big 12 tourney game. I don't know. But starting with us would be huge. They, they're going to play well, I feel like. Yeah. We're definitely gonna have to match their energy. They're they could, I could definitely see them playing harder than us. Christian James is good. Brady Manning, Larry Bird. They beat us last year there. They've got the confidence from that. God, it's just our matchups against those two are just so much better. I like the way. Our, obviously, I like the way our schedule ends. Yeah. Two road games against two of the bottom teams in the league, and then yeah. Baylor at home. If we win those two, that. If we win those two road games, that game against Baylor at home is going to be. Can you imagine losing to Baylor at Allen Fieldhouse? That would be a nice way to end the streak, though, just finally losing to Baylor at home. Do you know who runs the show down in Waco? I mean, I didn't even think about that. Really, really good coach. Best coach in the Big 12. So it certainly would be tough. Uh, I don't know, man. I I just want – I want so badly for that Baylor game for Tech and KSU to have lost, obviously. And then can you imagine that atmosphere knowing all we got to do is win the game and we extend the streak? Like, dude, Same. it will be unreal. Like, I don't even think that would be an angry field house. That wouldn't be really even a desperate field house. It would be that like would a, just be, we're going to fucking win today. It seems like that's what's going to happen. so excited and so happy. It's just going to be a fun day. And we would, we'll throttle them. If that happens, oh, we will hammer whatever line we are given for that game because it'll be so fun i'm pretty sure we play at the same time as tech on that day k-state plays Both late one? k-state's yeah. at like five what even it would be even funnier if we have that we win the baylor game and then k-state has to win on senior night and they to... lose to that's kind of why that's part of the reason why i think they lose another one like imagine the pressure that they're gonna have to go through if all they have to do is oh. win to win the Big 12 and in the streak. I don't and care do who that. they're playing. There's exactly. Be and like we just said, Oklahoma may be desperate. streak. Right. To so win I don't the Big know. 12 in, in the 14th straight. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But Even if they're, say they're a game up on us that day, that'd be pretty crazy too, just watching it. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, what we're be, saying. It's oh, like, yeah. Imagine it being tied then. And right. They lose that and game. we win, we clinch a share, and then they go in and. Oh, it'll be so fun. I want that to happen so bad. But let's not get everyone all excited. Let's now 
talk about OU over under 141. Same line as Oklahoma State. I took the over Oklahoma State. I think I'm going to take the under in OU. That's, those are my thoughts. Is I, I'm definitely an over guy. I don't want to take both unders. That's. I feel like we sit here and try to make reasons for our bets. <laughs> yeah. And it's like we is. don't fucking know what's about to happen, obviously. No one, does. no one does. But we try to come up with reasons for our bets, and we have none. But yeah. I'll, <laughs> just say, I'll take the over. It'll be a night game. AB loves the under early games. But OU's, like I said, I think OU's going to play well. Yeah. I don't see them playing like shit at home, a game they need to get in the tournament. Obviously, every team wants to make the fucking tournament. So... I'm going to say OU plays well, and we match their intensity and play well also, and both teams are 70-plus. So I'll take the over. This won't come as a shock, but I'll be on the under. Um, I can see it being kind of in line with what you guys are saying, but different result. It's such a big game that OU goes into it desperate for a win. They might come out and just be like so amped up that they just miss shots. And then KU... In like an another absolute must-win primetime game on the road against a desperate team, and you know it'll probably be a clearer picture at that point. I don't know when K State and Tech play it during the week next week. What day is that OU game? It's a Tuesday. K-State so say TCU Big Monday. Okay. So yeah, I mean, think if K State loses, mm-hmm. or if K State like like the picture is going to be clearer. If it's still an absolute must-win, we might come out, you know, not flat. Obviously, we're going to come out ready to go, but. I don't know, just amped up, juiced, and it might be like last night where it's 5 nothing five minutes in. <laughs> and, um, but, I mean, I, who knows? I, it's just like Braden was saying, none of us have any idea what we're talking about. We're just making predictions. So. Yeah, I mean, my reasoning for the one forty one under 141, kind of like you said, is I think both teams are going to be just – it's going to be a game where we win because we just grind it out late and because we have Bill Self. There's always one of those. Yeah. And I guess you could say that was the TCU one, yeah. but, I mean, the TCU game is just so weird because – we controlled the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. We played pretty well. So I don't think I I don't kind of I don't see us playing well at OU, but I see us winning just because grinding it out. Yeah, I think it'll be ugly, low scoring in the 60s. So need it. Um I've got two more for you guys. I haven't told you yet. Oh. Little surprise prop bet. Big 12 season's getting heated, oh. obviously. So we'll go with the two Saturday games. Texas Tech goes to TCU. <laughs> Texas Tech is a 4-point favorite. Let me let me go at te- I'll tell you right now Texas Tech minus four easiest bet of the day after seeing TCU go three overtimes and lose to West Ball. Boy, do you hate to see it, Braden? What are you thinking on that? Well, also them losing that game could also be momentum. They go back home, so I think I mean that can make a difference. They are they a lock to make the tournament? Horn Frogs? I don't think Not so. After that loss, no. no. So. I mean, it's such a big difference. We all, like everyone that watches Big 12 basketball or just any basketball knows how big of a how big of an advantage is to play at home. I, Me being, like me cheering for TCU here again, I'll take them plus four. We're all going to be cheering our asses off for Tech yeah. to lose, K-State to lose, which rightfully so. I mean, we need both of them to lose one game. So I'll take TCU plus four. I'll, I'd take most Big 12 teams at home with points like that. Yeah, I usually agree with that, but I don't know. No, I agree. Tech looks Tech. incredible right Tech now. Tech might win the whole damn thing. JK, but go ahead, <laughs> AB. I, th- I don't know if I'm betting with my heart or my head here. I'm going to go with TCU as well. Sports are just, they do a weird thing where things just change so quickly. 
Like, K-State shot like 100% from the field on Saturday, and they come in on Monday against KU, and they shit the bed. And it happens all the time where, like, we even talked about it on Saturday. Like, hopefully K-State keeps shooting like this so they don't shoot well. And and then we play, like, dog ass on Saturday. Come back Monday, fired up, ready to go. We beat K-State by 15 or whatever it was. So I just – it's just a cycle Texas Tech is due to have an off game. They've played lights out for the past three weeks. So I'll take TCU, fingers crossed, hopefully. You gonna right. sprinkle a little money line action on TCU? I think if you love plus four, you have to take some money line action just because a one possession game is just unlikely. Yeah, like fouls will push it over. So I don't know. And then there's one more. This one. Oh boy, K State Baylor. It's in Manhattan. I'm gonna leave the charge on this one. K State's minus four. Boy, do I love Baylor. I'm not like this one's with my head. Have you hammered anything yet? Yes, I hammered the under in oh, Oklahoma okay. State, but if I had a second this. hammer, I would hammer Baylor. I let's hammer one of these two games we're picking. Okay, then I'll hammer. I'll hammer Baylor. You want? Is that cool with you? Yeah, no, let's do it. Here's here's why. The game's at 7 p.m. What's the spread? Sorry. Uh, K State minus four. Both so four. the game's at 7 p.m. It's fake Patty's day. As Braden just whispered. I don't know how good the atmosphere is going to be. I may be overthinking this, and it might be packed. But, I mean, these Manhattan gets juice for fake patties. It's a good time, like, if you're a young college student or Braden, who loves that, sh- loves that shit. And I'm 28. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, but I'm 24, folks. Just want to let you know. <laughs> but, I mean, I just can't imagine a group of thousands of college students Waking up at 6 in the morning, drinking all day, and then wanting to go. twice. Yeah, getting their stomachs pumped, throwing up, taking naps, and then just deciding, oh, you know what sounds fun? Going to a basketball game where I'm going to stand for three hours straight. No, you're you're absolutely right. That just doesn't seem... Now, hell, maybe they're so invested in K-State basketball this year that they take fake patties day off and they start drinking at like 10 o'clock that night. That seems unlikely to me. Very unlikely. It's one of those things where they're going to... Probably wake up and be like, dude, big game tonight. I'm going to go. And then they get just they shit. They get to Aggieville and they forget about it. Yeah. Which they could also, maybe they're thinking, like, people are, are going to think we're not going to this game. We're going to go. And they end yeah. up going. But it could just be really rowdy. And they're like, they have a good buzz going. And they go in there. It's like Arrowhead in the upper deck. And it's just like, it's just uh, fun. I don't know. I'm, I would lean that it's going to be an awful atmosphere. But I, uh, shout out to our guys at Bosco Boys, Bosco's Boys. I listened to their pod last night, just a little quick recap of their game last night, and actually, my guy Scott Wildcat mentioned that he expects the crowd for Baylor to be the worst attended student game of the season outside of like the George non-conference yeah. Christmas break games, right. and that guy knows his Wildcats, he knows More his Wildcats anyone. crowd, so... Um, Bruce sounded nervous too. Did you guys see his comment after the game yesterday? No. He said something like, "This Baylor game." So going into yesterday, he said this after the game, but he said going into this Baylor or going into the KU game, that he was most worried about the Baylor game because um, he didn't know how his team would respond after a game at Allen, an emotional game at Allen. And I think there's just more to it. But I think Dean's hurt. I do too. He did not look good and the other Sneed, night. Sneed got a little hurt in the first half and then didn't yeah. make shot the rest of the game. But And then he got just so disrespected by the <laughs> yeah. face of the media. He can so. handle the mental damage done by <laughs> Nate Bucati. 
um, he should be fine. But, no, I think you're totally right, and I think you're on to something. But I almost – it's getting to the point, and here's why I'm taking K-State minus four. It's getting to the point where we're talking too much about, oh, here's all these Looking circumstances. Too into it, it's like, like I did we, with Oklahoma State yes, on Saturday. We overthink everything when it comes to gambling, but sometimes it's just who's on the court. And the two teams on the court are K-State versus Baylor. And K-State is an experienced team coming off a tough loss. I think they're going to respond well, knowing what's ahead. Like, they see the opportunity there. All they got to do is win three games. And I think they might lose, but I think it's going to be TCU, not a home game to Baylor. And, so. like, another thing is Baylor's gotten healthy. Like, Makai Mason's back. And it's just, I know I've kind of alluded to it before, it's tough to sweep a good team. Yeah. And yeah. they just went to Baylor, what was it, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And they won. They, I mean, it was close. Yeah, and they also, they don't, they probably don't know what Makai Mason's like. Right. They haven't seen him. That's exactly. probably their best player. He's super experienced. I think he could give them fits. So I mean, it's not crazy to think that. And King McClure was out, right. right? Is he still out? I couldn't tell you. I, I mean, Baylor went Mason. into Iowa State right. and won. Like last month, which kind of worries me because how many times are they going to yeah. go in and beat a top top tier team in the Big Twelve on the yeah. road? We are thinking this through in every single oh, yeah. angle well, possible. Well, that's what that's the thing why the streak's so awesome. We yeah. do this every year. Yeah, but like you said, there's not the crowd won't. I mean, it shouldn't be as electric as it usually is. You wouldn't think so. So Baylor can go in there play free. I mean, I don't know. I just I don't think the crowd shouldn't be. It shouldn't make that big of a difference. But, okay, so let's just talk about this. The crowd's on a play, but who do you think's a better team on a neutral floor? I think K-State's a better team on a neutral floor. I'd say that, Let too. me look it up on Ken Palm, because I think it's closer than we think. The thing with me with the spread is, I think it's going to be a close one. I think it'll be tight. I don't see K-State blowing Baylor out. So, I'll take the point. I'll take Baylor plus four, and that's me cheering for them again. But still, <laughs> I don't see K-State blowing them out. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I, uh... It, if Dean's not healthy, then it, 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 it does I would change. be worried if I was a K State fan. Like without Dean, he's without, not he's not moving like he can. Yeah, he's just he's like I don't know. It's like he was ginger, what, however you say it. What <laughs> and is it? self just kept attacking him too. I thought. Oh I mean, yeah, they went after him with everyone. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when Mitch had the ball down. He went up like he mm-hmm. never does that. Cooked him. Baylor has athletic dudes too, so maybe they yeah. give. I mean, like we've talked about K State's bigs. They have Dean. Mm-hmm. And then who do they have that you can trust? Yeah, Levi Stockard, Big 12 Poi. Dude, when he hit a mid-range jumper against us last year, I feel good about Baylor. I'm, That's no, gonna be, I hope you guys are right. Out Let of me the say two one games, thing. I'll go hammer Baylor plus four. Let me say one positive thing on KC. I guarantee Barry Brown plays a hell of a game on Saturday. Though. I agree. He He'll bounce back. Now, I would say the same about Dean. I just don't trust his foot right now. But yeah. Barry so Brown yeah. will go off on Monday. Yeah, or Saturday, Barry's sorry. Easily one of the best in the league. I don't yeah. see him He might be a Big 12 Poi. Oh, he's very good. I think last night I love his take. I think Diedrich took Big Twelve Player of the Year last night. That's should, that's something we haven't talked about too much, just because there's been so much else going on. But yeah, that race really heated up, mm-hmm. you know, Barry over the past huge couple weeks. Huge couple weeks, but yeah. last night, I mean, Diedrich puts up a great game, and Barry was a no show. So to me, you right. can't as a senior in the biggest game of the year, you can't no show like that. So in give a, me Diedrich. Just as a devil's advocate, like I like playing. Does it? change your thought like i mean diedrich in one of the biggest games of the year on saturday didn't play well at all now no one did yeah i mean that tech game was just so and it was to... just like so crazy because it was never close so you always had that feel that mm-hmm. even if diedrich went for 20 we'd probably still lose by 20 points yeah but... yeah so i don't know we got a b on uh 
Baylor plus four. We Love got the Bears. Turn on I got Baylor, Baylor plus, plus four. four. TCU plus four. Yeah. My. And I'm on the favorites. Are I'm we on gonna, both favorites. Yeah. So do we hammer one of these? If I'll we, hammer Baylor. Yeah, me too. Uh, you pick I'm yours. Going, I think I'm going to hammer uh, Texas Tech. Yeah, you sound yeah. confident in them. Because I the three overtime thing, man. I don't know. And Texas is good. I think they're a lot better than Very TCU. Very good. So. I do too. And I th- like my only argument for TCU was the fact that things just change a lot in sports. So there's nothing like factually based <laughs> as to why I think TCU has an advantage other than just a gut feeling that it's just a pendulum that just swings back and forth. And I, I mean, I don't know. That's just a pure guess. Yeah. So we shall see. Obviously, it's going to be a really fun finish to this Big 12 season. It's It sucks that we're in this position, but at the same time, it's pretty freaking fun until it all comes crumbling down, if it ever does. So... I don't know. It'll be fun to watch. Uh, Do we have any more things to bet on? I might have one more thing we might want to talk about. Also, McClure hasn't played. He didn't play yeah, against Westfall on Saturday, yeah. so he must be. I would think they might have just shut him down. But uh, one other thing. Um, should we talk about what happened last night after the game oh, on Twitter? The folks. Ryan so tweeted it, and he I, – I don't know how many people saw it or whatever, but something – Pretty, pretty funny happened. I don't know if it'll sound as funny just us verbally telling the story, but, like, I don't know. So we're all texting last night. I don't know why we were up so late. It was one thirty. in the morning It was, like, 1.30 so. in the morning. I was getting that blog me, out that no one read. and <laughs> Check the blog out, by the way. Me, v and AV were in our group message just talking about things, and all of a sudden our Ain't No Seats Twitter kind of starts popping off. It's like we get a notification from Marlins Man. Like the tweet you were mentioned in. And then, boom, a second later, Marlins man uh, followed you. And then, boom, <laughs> we get a DM from Marlins man. No introduction. No, hey, guys, how's it going? No, hey, love uh, love KU. Had a great time tonight. Good win. Nothing. All he says is, I need to come on your pod Wednesday or Thursday. Make it happen. He was talking to us like we're his children in trouble. Like he was just demanding that he comes on the pod. I had to double take. I'm like, what? Marlins I had to make man? sure it was actually him. Yeah. I thought it was like a fake account or something. And I'm like, what? So AB sends us sends us a text just dying. Like, guys, Marlins man, once on the pod. So we responded, maybe coming soon to Ain't No Seats Pod, big KU fan, Marlins man. And I don't KC know. fan. I mean, he loves the area. And yeah. I don't blame him. Our fans are awesome. Yeah, he's uh he's a passionate <laughs> fan, a funny guy. It was oh. the craziest thing that's ever happened. Like, just think about that. Like, out of the blue, someone just pops in your DMs. That's like got a decent following. Oh, like, yeah. he has like a hundred thousand followers on Twitter, and just absolutely no intro. Just fucking demands <laughs> that he comes on <laughs> Make immediately. It Make I'm it just, happen. Be, I mean, we talked about this, but I'm just super interested to see. He has to have something to say. You would think so. He's not... I mean, what else is he trying to spread his message about? Maybe like, he yeah. wants to... Uh, I mean, maybe he just wants to give a shout-out to KU fans and yeah. maybe just people to hear his voice. I know people see him, but... Well, it's not like he likes attention or anything. So no. No. He hates that, but... <laughs> so, I don't know, but it was the funniest DM ever. Like He literally... Know? He tweeted last night how he, he said something like he wasn't a college basketball fan until he came to that... KU yeah, OU game one versus two in the, at the Fieldhouse. So. He's like writing love letters to the fan and he's base. He's still doing it. He's like tagging people. He's like, I'm bummed I couldn't see you guys tonight. And it was like all the alumni that came back on 
this past weekend. I'll tell you this. I want to become best friends with Marlins man. Oh, I'd love I want to go to the Final Four with Marlins man. You oh, I'm jealous of the shit he does, man. Yeah. So we love sports. We love going to games. So yeah, stay tuned. We might have Marlins man coming. Who knows? I'm sure he's a tough guy to actually plan with, but. He wanted us to make it happen. We didn't want to make yeah. it happen. Make so it happen. We're definitely trying to make it happen. So, Marlins man, if you listen to our pod, maybe that's why you slid in. <laughs> come on, come on the pod, and we'll have an awesome interview. Talk about how awesome Allen Fieldhouse is and the fans and yeah. the troops too. Don't yeah. forget first responders. So, yeah, I have uh, nothing else. I don't know, B turn. You got anything else? Uh, if you're listening, I hope you follow us on Twitter. But if not, go follow us on Eight No Seats Pod. Go to the podcast thing on your iPhone. Give us a five star. <laughs> write the best review you've okay. ever written. Um, two road games coming up. Must yep. win the rest of the way. Yep. And, and uh, follow us on Instagram at Ain't No Seats Pod. And as AB said, AB's been working his ass off to get us a blog going. Yeah. Uh, Ain't No Seats.com. Go check it out. We haven't done a whole lot with it yet, but we're definitely going to try and get more stuff going up on there. So go give it a, a look at least. Go check it out. And yeah, big week coming up. Look forward to talking to you guys uh, next week. And thanks for listening. Rock Chuck. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.